Hello, and welcome to Alternative Power Plays, a podcast from Buchanan, Ingersoll, and Rooney, and the Brattle Group. Over the past decade, renewable energy sources have changed the energy landscape as countries around the globe attempt to find greener and more sustainable ways to power the world we live in. On Alternative Power Plays, Power Players, we talk to subject matter experts as we examine all sources of alternative energy and their impacts on people and the environment. I'm John Povolitis, a shareholder at Buchanan, Ingersoll and Rooney in the firm's energy practice. And I'm joined by my colleague, Alan Seltzer, a fellow shareholder and energy attorney at Buchanan. Hi, Alan. Hi, John. Uh, On this episode of Alternative Power Plays, we're welcoming the president of the Pennsylvania Blockchain Coalition, Dominic Foligno. The Pennsylvania Blockchain Coalition, or PBC, is a nonprofit organization comprised of blockchain allies, users, and providers in a variety of industries working together to create a wider acceptance of this important and new technology. The PBC advocates for, sponsors, and organizes outreach efforts for blockchain policy in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and beyond. Its mission is to create an open environment to foster innovation and provide resources to those who seek to utilize this technology. Now, you may be asking yourself, why do we have PBC and Dominic on alternative power plays? Well, we'll get to that in just a little bit. Dominic, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Now, Dominic, I mentioned briefly what we understand the PA Blockchain Coalition does, but I think it would be better coming from you. So can you explain it in further detail, the mission of the Pennsylvania Blockchain Coalition and how this organization came about? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So the organization came about, as you said, we're a nonprofit organization based here in Pennsylvania. Uh, How we came about is back in June of last year, the federal infrastructure bill had 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 a couple provisions in it that pertain to brokers and a number of us from other states got together and we were, were talking through Zoom and what was an informal meetup ended up, uh, they asked me to join as the PA Blockchain Coalition. And at the time, the PA Blockchain Coalition was just me in, in my home office. So I decided to form a 501C6, uh, a nonprofit. And from there, we've just been building out awareness and trying to get, get, get some sponsors and some board members and, and really get it moving. Well, good for you. Uh, for our listeners who may not know, uh, how does blockchain work? And what are its applications? I would say most of your most of the listeners are aware of what cryptocurrency is, and blockchain is that underlying uh, technology. Basically, the transactions are processed in blocks, hence hence blockchain, uh, which allows value and ownership of an asset to be transferred. So it's a it's a distri- it's a, it's an immutable ledger. So once the blocks are created, it is near impossible to actually change. I realize that's that, that's complicated, but think of any way you can keep a record. It helps you keep that record in a more secure manner. Dominic, what is the connection between blockchain and the energy space? So there's a lot of conversations now specifically around blockchain and the energy space, uh, especially in places where you have a net negative grid, such a power grid, such as Texas. And there's a lot of dialogue out there, a lot because when you have, without getting too far into a proof of work versus proof of stake argument, the blockchain technology does take up energy. And I know a big a big focus for energy folks right now is, is mining, uh, as in uh, crypto mining. 
However, you know, I've heard it compared often to the energy usage of a country of Argentina. Uh, but our friends at the Bitcoin Mining uh, Council put out a great uh, statistic where, believe it or not, big, global Bitcoin mining uses almost as much energy as holiday lights and tumble dryers here in the U.S. use something like triple the amount of energy. So I hope that kind of puts it into perspective. I understand the argument that it uses a ton of energy, but relatively speaking, globally, it, it doesn't use as much energy as folks think it does. That's an interesting perspective. Um, I know blockchain re remains largely unregulated in the U.S., both at the federal and state level. Does the Pennsylvania Blockchain Coalition, PBC, support any specific legislation, particularly in regards to blockchain and Bitcoin mining? Well, our mission is to really advocate and to educate legislators. And I think, and I'm going to speak specifically to Pennsylvania, I think what you're really starting to see is a bipartisan movement where members are looking to really innovate. And there's, you know, there's a number of different uh, pieces of legislation out there. For instance, you know, it's not specific to blockchain, but there's some sandbox legislation proposed in PA that, that, would, that would help folks in the blockchain industry operate in the sandbox. There are a number of different, number of different uh, sandbox legislations throughout the state, uh, throughout the country. Uh, and I think a big one here for PA is treating miners, uh, crypto miners, in a fair manner where it's understood that what there's a lot of confusion at the state level about what mining is. And I think legislation that would treat them fairly is helpful. And just frankly, any legislation around blockchain, I think that, that as long as we could help craft it or at least have a seat at the table, I think that we, we would be pro-blockchain. We, we definitely want to see some legislation get passed because you're seeing it in other states. And I think it's an opportunity for Pennsylvania to to really get off the bench and and, and be in the top ten in the nation. That's great, uh, Dominic. I know uh, from earlier discussions, your organization's three core pillars include advocacy, connection, and education. Why is education with regard to blockchain so important for the PBC? Well, John, I think that's a great question. And I think because the applications of blockchain are so wide, and especially right now, everyone hears about what's going on in the crypto industry. And often blockchain is specifically associated with crypto and things are going very bad and people are losing money and there's some fraud out there right now. But I think our mission at the PBC is to really help people you know, across the state, legislators understand that blockchain is not crypto, it's just the technology that it runs that runs it. And I think it's a matter of help, helping folks understand both at the legislative level, at the company level, and just citizens in general, that blockchain is not crypto. And there are a ton of different applications that can really help your business. Now with Bitcoin mining, there's been a lot of talk about its environmental impact. Can you put that issue into perspective for our listeners? So John, I think that's a great question. And I think, you know, we touched on that and I think that there's a lot of folks that are, are, again, back to the education piece, don't understand what we can do. For instance, I mean, there's so many different different ways that Bitcoin mining can occur. Bitcoin mining are really moving into the renewable space. You know, here in Pennsylvania, there's methane. I know we have a ton of, I think it's a third of the orphan wells in the country sit here. I mean, there's an opportunity to use those wells for Bitcoin mining. I understand there's some federal money coming. However, there's a lot of different opportunities rather than just traditional energy use. And I think the industry is trying to get ahead of that and start to use alternative and renewable energies to start to mine. 
Dominic, uh, I want to go back to a point that you were talking with John about for a second, and that and that is uh, specifically with respect to state legislation that you alluded to that we're starting to see with respect to blockchain. Can you go a little bit more granular for us and our listeners on what elements of, of state regulation you're beginning to see and things that might be worth at least taking a look at in Pennsylvania to the extent that we're ultimately going to be seeing some legislative effort perhaps in the state to address blockchain? Absolutely. Uh, so, Alan, just to take a step back, our organization, the, the PBC, is linked to, we work with 30 other states. I think we might be up to 33 this week. Uh, so it's the National Blockchain Association, um, the National State Blockchain Associations, as well as the National Blockchain Association in D.C. And what you're seeing in states, as I said, you're seeing um, you're seeing a lot of different sandbox legislation, and you're seeing you're starting to see the movement to universal sandboxes. However, you're seeing specific sandboxes for med tech, insurance, fintech. I think those are those are big. You're going to start to see because I think there's so much going on at the federal level, especially when you see like Do Kwan and Terra and some of the fraud. I think you're going to start to see more investor protection because the feds are trying to figure it out. The Lummis Gillibrand bill is saying that they want to push crypto regulation to the CFTC versus the SEC. Uh, the SEC just came, you know, I think uh, we saw that Grayscale is suing the SEC, um, you know, uh, over their spot ETF. I think that the reality is there's so much going on at the federal level that a lot of this is going to come down to the state level and the states are going to have to regulate it. They're going to have to regulate taxation. You're going to see a lot of taxation. You're going to have to see some crypto protections that are going to be on the state level. Some of that's going to possibly fall to banking and revenues and the attorneys generals of the different states. Um, you're definitely going to see some Dow legislation. Our friends in Tennessee passed Dow legislation. Um, but I definitely think at, you're going to see real estate transactions. Some some states are starting to keep real estate records. Other states are starting to move their licenses over to Bitcoin. So whether it be a hunting license or a, a gun license or a fishing license, any type of my point is any type of state license could be moved into the into the blockchain. But I definitely think the environment on the federal level, it's just. There are so many things happening at once, and it was kind of like the nothing happened for five years, and everyone begged for some type of regulation, and now the floodgates are open on the federal level, and I think that it's now time for the states to start to move and regulate some of these different facets that will work specifically for states, specifically for their own state. You know, like you're seeing in North Carolina has to replace revenue from from tobacco. They're going to start to use you know different blockchain technologies to bring in you know become more of an innovator uh, in the country. It is such a dynamic uh, marketplace for blockchain being on the vanguard of so much. Uh, it's very exciting, but I can also see how incredibly challenging it is for organizations like yours to go to to really kind of get your arms around all this. And, and that really leads to, uh, you know, what what is the future of the blockchain? And what does it look like uh, and what will the role of blockchain be, you know, going out the next three to five years? Uh, the, the role of, you know, I think the role of blockchain will definitely change. I, I think you're going to see it, as I said, more more on a day-to-day -day basis. Many folks say, well, you know, we don't understand. The average consumer doesn't understand the technology. And, you know, I, I saw this, 
you know, I heard this example. It's not mine. I heard it on one of the podcasts I listened to, but it was the idea that we all know that we send an email. It goes from recipient A to recipient B. We don't necessarily know how it works. Same thing, you know, as, as we talk here, I have my, uh, my AirPods in. I have no idea how the Bluetooth technology communicates from my phone, but I know it works. And I think that's what you're going to start to see in, in blockchain. And, and I think our coalition in the next three to five years, I'd like to see us take a more central role where we can in helping legislators. Because as I said, there are so many legislators on both sides of the aisle that are really starting to get it and really starting to embrace the innovation. And, and I think, you know, where we can, we'd like to, to help. We want to be a resource for legislators and we want to be a resource for uh, businesses in the state. If we can, you know, we've done some lunch and learns. We just, we're out here. You know, I know, I, I thank you for, for referencing, uh, we, we call it ACE, Advocacy, Connection and Education. But I mean, that's really what we want to do. We want to advocate with legislators and get some effective legislation. Uh, you know, we want to connect whoever we can. And, and, and obviously, we want to just educate people so they understand that blockchain is more than just cryptocurrency. Dominic, thanks so much for joining us and telling us about the Pennsylvania Blockchain Coalition and your background. If anyone wants to get in touch with you, how should they go about doing that? Absolutely. Uh, you know, the best way for us is just on our website, which is pablockchain.org. There's a contact us link. Uh, if anyone listening wants to reach out to me directly, that's that's great too. My email is dfolino, F-O-L-I-N-O at blockchain.org and you know I, I we all try to respond you know this is a labor of love so we're all volunteers but we try our best to respond within 24 hours thanks dominic and of course i want to thank our listeners as well for any company in the energy space or a business thinking about their energy supply options the attorneys at buchanan and our economic consultant partners at the brattle group can help businesses across industries manage complex transactions regulation litigation and more Visit us at BIPC.com and Brattle.com, B-R-A-T-T-L-E, to learn more. I'm John Povolitis, along with my colleague Alan Seltzer at Buchanan, Ingersoll & Rooney. We'll see you next time on Alternative Power Plays.